Hello, I'm Dr. Brian Cole, and this is your Sports Medicine Weekly. Today's topic is going to be intermittent fasting. Is it a fad or a fact? So intermittent fasting is a pretty popular weight loss method and a trending health and wellness topic. It's not really a diet, but it's a patterned approach to eating that can result in weight loss. But there's a growing body of research that shows its benefits may extend well beyond that. So today I'm going to break down the science behind intermittent fasting. I'm going to discuss the potential benefits and the side effects and I'm going to look at different types of intermittent fasting plans. But first, a few words from our sponsors. Sports Medicine Weekly is the sports enthusiast's resource for fitness, nutrition, injury prevention, and treatment. The Sports Medicine Weekly podcast is sponsored by JRF Ortho. JRF Ortho partners with orthopedic surgeons to improve the quality of life of patients by enabling them to have an active life through the generous gift of cartilage and ligament transplantation. Please go to jrfortho.org to learn more or sign up to be a tissue donor at donatelife.net. Rush Physical Therapy. The therapists at Rush Physical Therapy are here for you. With more than 60 locations throughout greater Chicagoland, Rush's clinical experts will get you back to life. Go to rushpt.com today to schedule an appointment. Not sure if physical therapy is right for you? Request a complimentary consultation and discover the power of Rush Physical Therapy today. Karen Malkin and Karen Malkin's new Protein Brownie Bar and Superfood Bars, the best tasting bars on the market. Certified gluten-free, paleo, and no added sugar. Karen's Protein Brownie Bars and Superfood Bars, available on Amazon and at karenmalkin.com. So let's discuss the science behind intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting can help weight loss and makes sense intuitively. The food we eat is broken down by enzymes in our gut, and eventually it ends up as molecules in our bloodstream. Carbohydrates, particularly sugars and refined grains like white flours and rice, are quickly broken down into sugar. That's what our cells use for energy. If our cells don't use it all, we store it in our fat cells as fat. Sugar can only enter our cells with insulin. That's a hormone that we make in the pancreas, and insulin brings sugar into the fat cells and actually keeps it there. So between meals, as long as we don't snack, our insulin levels will go down and our fat cells can then release their stored sugars so they can use that as energy. So we can actually lose weight if we let our insulin levels go down. The concept behind intermittent fasting is that the fast allows insulin levels to go down far enough and for long enough that we actually burn off fat. So there's a lot of discussion about the timing relative to intermittent fasting. So I think one of the questions is, why does simply changing the timing of our meals to allow for fasting make a difference in our body? And this is where there's some really interesting science. A review of the science behind intermittent fasting was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, and it shed some light on this. So fasting is evolutionarily embedded within our physiology. It triggers several essential cellular functions. Flipping the switch, per se, from a fed to a fasting state does more than help us burn calories and lose weight. The research combed through dozens of animal and human studies to explain how simple fasting improves metabolism, lowers blood sugar levels, lessens inflammation, and that can improve a whole host of health issues from arthritic pain to asthma. And I've seen this in my patients, actually. It even helps clear out toxins and damaged cells, which lowers the risk for cancer, enhances brain function. Now, there really is some interesting research that's evidence-based in terms of the benefits that intermittent fasting can provide, and I'll sort of summarize some of that for you. 
When you fast, your insulin levels will drop and human growth hormone increases. Your cells can also initiate important cellular repair processes and change which genes they express. Intermittent fasting helps us eat fewer calories while boosting metabolism. It's a very effective tool to lose weight and visceral fat, and that's often the reason many people start with this. Keep in mind that visceral fat is one of the most important fats in terms of its association with uh, cardiovascular disease, and that's something we always try to reduce and minimize. Intermittent fasting can reduce insulin resistance and lower blood sugar levels in men. There are studies that show that intermittent fasting can reduce oxidative damage and inflammation in the body, and that can provide benefits potentially against aging and the development of numerous diseases, including cancer. It's that oxidative pathway, what we call free radicals, that is particularly important, and that's associated with inflammation, and that's also associated with aging and the development of cancer. So clearly intermittent fasting, based upon our research, might actually help with that. Studies will show that intermittent fasting can improve numerous risk factors for heart disease, such as blood pressure, cholesterol levels, triglycerides, and inflammatory markers. It's also interesting that fasting will trigger a metabolic pathway called autophagy. This actually removes waste materials from cells. It's been shown to help prevent cancer in animal studies and some human studies. Research in humans showed that it can help reduce the side effects caused by chemotherapy. Intermittent fasting may also provide important benefits for our brain health, and this is an area and a topic of discussion. You see it in Oz's books. You see it all over in the, in the public sector in terms of how can we improve brain health. It can, it can actually increase growth of new neurons and protect the brain from damage. There are studies in animals that actually suggest that intermittent fasting can be protective against neurodegenerative diseases such as Alzheimer's disease. There is some data, actually, that intermittent fasting can actually help you live longer, according to studies in animal research. So intermittent fasting can be complicated in terms of the timing, and we've talked about that a little bit, and I just want to describe some of the two, the two main methods that one might participate in when doing intermittent fasting. One is the 16 and 8, and the other is the 5 and 2 methods. So the 16-8 fasting, in this approach, people will fast for 16 hours a day and then consume all of their calories during the remaining eight hours. So there are proponents of this method, and they believe it supports the body's circadian rhythm or internal clock. The easiest way to follow the 16-8 diet is to choose a 16-hour fasting window that includes the time spent sleeping, and that's the one that I first tried, and try to consume a majority of daily calories during the middle of the day. Experts, experts will actually advise finishing food consumption in the early evening. That's when your metabolism slows down. And after that time, avoid eating two to three hours before you go to bed. The 16 and 8 diet plan actually permits the consumption of calorie-free drinks, such as water and unsweetened tea and coffee. And that can happen during the 16-hour fasting window, so that can take the edge off. But it's important to actually consume fluid throughout the entire fast, throughout the entire day, to avoid dehydration. Eating healthy foods and avoiding uh, junk food can lead to the best results, but there are really no restrictions on the types or the amounts of food that a person can eat during the eight-hour window. I can tell you, when I first did this, this flexibility made the plan pretty easy to follow. Now, there is another major type of intermittent fasting, and that's called the 5-2 method. With this approach, you actually eat uh, what you want five days a week and then significantly limit calories over the remaining two days. So this is a method that many heard about as early as 2013 when Michael Mosley, who's a British television uh, journalist, and he's also a former medical doctor, wrote the bestseller, The Fast Diet. The 5-2 diet actually re restricts calories to just 500 a day 
and that's for women, and 600 a day for men uh, on the two fasting days. So that's it's much more restrictive, a little bit uh, less flexible uh, than the uh, former method, the 16 and 8 fasting method I discussed. So eating normally means that you can eat the number of calories your body needs to perform daily functions, also known as TDEE, total daily energy expenditure. So what you can do is on the other five days, when you eat normally, you just don't uh, want to overindulge. So to summarize, with the five and two, you can actually you, you actually restrict calories if you're a woman, 500 a day, men, 600 a day, and that's just on the two fasting days. But again, on the five days, you can actually eat normally. A large part of the appeal of the 5-2 diet is it's actually pretty simple. There aren't any complicated meal plans that you have to follow, and you don't really have to measure portions or count calories. But again, just like the former one, healthy food choices remain really important. And if you eat more than you normally would during those days to compensate for the lost calories, you might not lose weight or visceral fat. So just keep that in mind. This is not a time to sort of overcompensate in the days you're allowed to eat, and you still want to eat healthy and make good choices. So if you're not really sure whether the 16 and 8 or the 5 and 2 approach is the right intermittent fasting program for you, there's a lot of other protocols that are similar to this plan that you can consider. And I'll just outline those briefly. So one of them, which is interesting, is called the warrior diet. This intermittent fasting protocol involves actually fasting for 20 hours each day and eating all or most of your food within four hours um, and do, doing so in the evening. But it lacks sufficient evidence and is not recommended by nutrition experts. There's another one that's called Eat, Stop, Eat. On this plan, you actually observe a complete 24-hour fast once or twice a week. For example, if you start eating, you stop eating at 8, 8 p.m. on a Sunday night, you wouldn't actually eat again until 8 p.m. on Monday night. Like the 5-2 diet, you're free to choose your fasting days on the Eat, Stop, Eat diet. Then finally, there's the alternate day fasting. So this intermittent fasting protocol involves an ongoing cycle. You fast for one day, eat normally the next, and so on. You can eat 500 to 600 calories on your fasting days in this diet, but ultimately, alternate day fasting ends up as a 4-3 diet versus a 5-2 diet. So that's another one that might you might find easy based upon your lifestyle and your, and your commitments. So like any, any you know, good thing that we can do for our nutrition or our health, there are potential side effects. It can actually take two to four weeks for your body to adjust to your new ways of eating. And, and, and I've heard when people are fasting, some people experience digestive issues such as nausea, diarrhea, constipation, bloating, and headaches are actually pretty common. That's a potential side effect. It might result in lower blood sugar and make you feel tired or weak. And that usually passes after the first couple of weeks of being on an intermittent fasting program. Now, some people will actually experience sleep disturb, uh, disruptions. That results in fatigue during the day. Experts will actually say that some groups of people who should not participate in intermittent fasting include children and teens under the age of 18, people who are pregnant or breastfeeding, people with diabetes or blood sugar concerns, people with a history of eating disorders, and patients taking medication that can't be taken on an empty stomach. So those are things you really have to consider. So to summarize, Intermittent fasting is fascinating, I think, and both human and animal studies show that it may help achieve weight loss, loss of visceral fat, and it can actually prevent a number of obesity-related illnesses. It can help improve brain health and maybe reduce the incidence of cancer. Of course, if you're interested in starting an intermittent fasting plan, please check or consult with your physician or a nutritional expert to determine if it's safe for you. So good luck on your intermittent fasting efforts, and I hope you enjoyed this Sports Medicine Weekly podcast. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please find us on social media, including Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or visit us at sportsmedicineweekly.com. Remember, all net proceeds go to support research at Rush University Medical Center and the Department of Orthopedics. The Sports Medicine Weekly podcast is sponsored by Vericell. Vericell develops, manufactures, and markets autologous cell-based therapies for patients with serious diseases and conditions. For more information about their products, visit www.vcell.com. That's V-C-E-L.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. To be your best, you start with best practices. Eat better, grow stronger, reach higher. At Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, their work is what best practices are built upon. They're a team of leading physicians with the highest level of experience and training, prolific researchers delivering pioneering breakthroughs, orthopedic experts that other orthopedic specialists and their patients come to when they need individualized care. Get it done right the first time at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Visit rushortho.com slash the best to learn more.